Do you know what I mean? Great circumstances. He doesn't need a lot. He just needs competence. Do you know what I mean? And time um, out, time out, time out, time out. You want to get that from Bill Belichick? Like, like, come on, man, doesn't need a lot. Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, <laughs> Chris Godwin. Like, oh, come on. Yeah, man. but that, that, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's the talent. That's the talent. We had questions about the, the coaching stuff. The coaching stuff, they were to the occasion, but in terms of who implemented the, the scheme after the fight, it was Brady. Brady's the one that had his, his fingerprints on. Hey, so we're not giving any credit to Brian Leftwich? Or... No, we, ha- we have to give credit to those guys. We have to give credit to those guys. And like Bruce Perrion. I wanted yeah, to ask you about Perrion. Like, I'm not giving no credit. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're not. That's why. I... All right, welcome back to Eyes on the Ball. It's your boy Darren. Um, yeah, back for the NFL show, man. Um, been looking forward to this one all day. Obviously, we had the Super Bowl last night. It was a momentous occasion. We saw the unthinkable. We saw the unbreakable Tom Brady. Um, but but before we get to the good stuff, um, let me introduce the panel. We've got a um, great group of fellas with me. Um, Nadim, obviously a writer, uh, you know, jack of all trades. Uh, good to have you yeah. on the show, bro. Thanks, thanks for having me here. I'm looking forward to this one. I'm looking forward to it. You know, as we all are, man. As we all are, it was a crazy, crazy game. Um, we got a Bassy in the building, our resident um, Tom Lover. What are you saying, bro? Must be feeling good. Yeah, I'm happy. And like you said, our resident Tom Brady, love it, man. I'm, it's been a it was a great day yesterday, man. Happy to be here. Sad that the NFL season's come to an end, but end, it ended perfectly for me. <laughs> Always yeah. sweet, man. Perfectly, but um, yeah, I'm um, listen. We got Mr. T in the building. What are you saying, T? No, man, come on, man. Happy to be here as always. Bittersweet's come to an end, but what a finale, eh? <laughs> let's get it cracking, it, yeah, it, yeah. As you said, bro, let's get it cracking, man. It for me, it feels like it's a storybook ending to the season. Do you got what I mean? We saw a 40 themselves. Yeah, I ain't saying nothing. I did not say nothing. You know, Tom Brady's just a force to reckon with. It's like it, right? He writes as well. I know, but I, Tina, we can get there. We can get there. Maybe something we have to touch on. But um, let's start just by um, giving him his flowers, man. Um, another Super Bowl ring, 43 years of age, uh, seven Super Bowls, more than any franchise in the NFL. Um, you know, we got the whole show to give him his flowers. So we'll start with those stats, and I'll ask you, Nadim, how how has Brady done it? Like, how has he done it, man? The guy is inevitable. Like, it, there's really no other words you can use for this guy. <laughs> inevitable. It, it, it just he, he's so spe- he just leaves you speechless. That performance yesterday, you sat you, you just sat in front of the television and you go. It was it was bound to happen. There's no other words you can say. So, I mean, there's some. Every single time you listen to people talk about Brady, you always hear like a few key words: leadership, his mindset, how hard he works, you know, and how prepared he always is. And that that's really what it seems like. If you give Brady a week to prepare for you, he's always really good. You gave him two weeks. That's why he gets the advantage in the Super Bowl because one, he's seen everything in the NFL. He's seen Spagnuolo's defenses so many times. He's played them in the Super Bowl before, and you gave him another two weeks to prepare for you. It was just bound to happen. But the guy is—he's just—he's incredible. As I was saying, you know, earlier he—he he came into the NFC, which is the tougher conference. He came here, 
And on his way to the Super Bowl, he went into Drew Brees, the Superdome, and he, Drew Brees' building, and he beat Drew Brees. Then he goes into Lambeau, beats Aaron Rodgers. Then he comes to the Super Bowl and beats Patrick Mahomes, three top-tier guys, three guys who three compared to him. Hall of Fame quarterback. Three Hall of Fame quarterbacks. So there's really not much you can say. He's the greatest winner in the, in that probably sports has, well, one of the greatest winners that sports has seen. There's certainly the greatest winner the NFL has ever seen. And he's back for, apparently, he's back for another season. And who says he won't get eight next season? So, oh my God. I, I, I didn't even know really, that. It's really possible. Next year. Yeah, he's nah, he's back. He's yeah, back. He's yeah, back. He's back. Nah, he's back. He's back. You, know, you signed the two year, though, anyway. Yeah, he'll play for his contract. That's the type of money he is. Yeah. Yeah, listen. I'm expecting number eight at this point, man. But He's not done it. He doesn't look like a no. man that's done anytime soon either. No, no way. He, he threw nah, a pass to Antonio Brown yesterday, and I said that guy's coming back. That pass mm. just looked vintage Tom Brady. Mm. Aye, but the route from Antonio Brown in the red zone as well. What that was nothing. Do you know what I'm saying? To create that separation, that was nice. But Abassi, uh, as I said, you know, a resident Tom Brady lover, um, just talk to me, bro. Like, I, I don't think that we can under understate that this level of achievement in terms of 43 years old, new organization, new new conference, new coaches, new teammates, new everything. Um, and it's done it again. With the... With the, the the Buccaneers have the worst winning percentage in all four yeah. major sports. Tom Brady comes and you win the Super Bowl. How does it happen, I guess? And you got to add it's a COVID year, man. No preseason, no preseason snaps. New team. He's been, he's been in, in that offense yeah. for, for what, 20 years with Bill, with Bill Belichick in, in Foxborough. So to, to come to a new team and to do this in, in a really shortened season, less time spending with your teammates. Less time spent with coaches. He's really doing it on the fly. And, and, and we saw at the start of the season before the bye, that, that, that was the period of him working out how to play with his team. That was the period in time of him just finding out who his receivers that he can trust are, what each receiver can do well, getting Gronk back into the thick of in, in, into, into football. And it was at that time that people were looking at the box thinking, Tom Brady's done, man. He, he forgot what down it was against. Who was it? it was Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> forgot, forgot what point of the game it was. Got beat up a couple times against the Saints. The Rams did a number on him. People were questioning. It was an up and down, topsy turvy season. It wasn't smooth sailing, um, really, until after the bye. So, but I think that's Tom Brady, man. He he, he was he was always going to figure it out. That's the kind of player that he is. This kind of person he is. Um, yeah, man. He get he, he deserves a lot of the credit for for coming into this. Really, most of the credit for not not necessarily for the win, but for coming into the organization, changing things up, changing mindsets, changing mentalities. And probably he is contagious. His winning mentality is contagious, man. He's done it yeah. again. For me, he, he just breeds confidence. Like when you know, not only has, has a guy been there, done that, he's hungry to do it again. And he has the blueprint. Do you know what I'm saying? A man's coming in at 43 years old with, with that level of hunger. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, I, I, I just, <laughs> I can't explain it. Like the, the level of achievement it is. But, um, just to move on a little bit from uh, to you, Tino, in terms of has he shut down the 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 goat debate? In terms of you know, we had conversations in terms of is Patrick Mahomes on, on his way to being the goat if he wins the Super Bowl? Do you know what I mean, and um, he didn't win it. Brady beat him in a Super Bowl. 
after already beating him in the championship game. Brady's now on seven. So, like, is he, like, the unquestioned goat for, for, for forever? I mean, let me, let me just read out what I tweeted a while ago, about an hour ago, yeah? I said three out of four... 2002 to 2005. And then four out of seven years in 2015 to 2021. So that's how he won his chips. So you're telling me that he had a four-year period where he won three chips and a seven-year period where he won four. That's seven out of his 21-year career. My brother... He's shooting 33% for Super Bowls in his career. And when he gets to that game, he's shooting 70%. So the GOAT debate in the NFL is shut down. He has one more title than the next franchise, which is the Patriots, which he won won the other six with. I don't, I, hey, I don't it's over. <laughs> it's how so, much I can like, dislike, love, hate Tom Brady. This goat debate is finished. You can talk about, I don't know, Jerry Rice. We can yo, talk about Ed Reed. Joe Montana. Joe Montana. We can talk about prime time. Yeah, but nobody can talk about winning like Tom Brady. His career is like we're living it and we're breathing it, we're seeing it. And he went to answer the question that everybody had in their mind. So, I mean, we had the Pat Mahomes debate. So whilst I might have got to say, for Pat to now become the goal, his expectations have been increased. Because you see, now he's caused the problem for himself. Anybody who's on the top side of this goat debate, because Pat signed a team-friendly deal and everything else, yeah? He's going to be arguing, no matter how many chips Tom wins, Tom beat him when he was 43. And he was a young gun with a 15 and how many wins team with Triumph, Galaxy, blah, blah, blah. So the GOAT debate has almost been shut down because it's hard, because I'm going to say this right here. If Michael Jordan had beat LeBron James at 43, in the finals, <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't even be a conversation. It would have really matter how many titles LeBron James yep. won. You just, it just be tough. I mean, like I said, the truth is, I feel as if you know Patrick Mahomes, what he had to do to win that game yesterday, we would never have put those expectations on any other quarterback because he had turf toe. He's about to have surgery for it, probably having it as we speak. He had two offensive linemen out, and then he had to go against that pass rush. You know, they, they the, 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 the the guys on the pass rush are so strong and so good. They had Via Vea go from playing defense to playing offense because they could, you know, they, they didn't even need him. They didn't even need him rushing the quarterback. Literally. No they say, you know what? You go out here, you be a fullback this game. We don't need you there. So he had a mountain to climb. I, I, I feel like that will obviously be overshadowed because Tom's 43. You can't let a 43-year-old man beat you, Pat. My homeboy, I don't know what happened there, man. No, but hey, football me... is, is finished, man. It's done forever. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's we gotta wait for somebody else to come. Pat ruined it. No, yeah, I, I, it's done for Mahomes. It might not be done. It's done for Mahomes, man. Yeah, yeah. Mahomes has lost two playoff games, both to Tom Brady, man. I, I, yep. You can't really pass Tom Brady if you yep. if the two playoff games you lost in your career have been to have been to him. Yep. And it's only gonna get harder for Mahomes once that contract kicks in. 
Yeah, we're gonna have to get rid of a few pieces. So I, I personally think it's done for Mahomes, unless yeah, he does yeah. something crazy, which I can't. He see. has to literally do like. Yeah. Did you hear what I said? I said <laughs> three out of four, and then four out of seven. He had two Hall of Fame careers, like like two yep, Super yeah. Hall of Fame. Man won, man won a Super Bowl in three different decades. That's how you know it's levels. You might have two to be honest with you, you might have two great, greatest of all time. Honestly, honestly, this isn't a joke. Okay, this I'm is not a joke. He has three Super Bowls in the first one. He could have been making. Oh, uh, this is. I, I, I won't even lie to you. Yeah? Everybody's. If you watch this show, you will know. Throughout the season, I have bad things to say about Tom Brady, but I have a lot of good things to say about Tom Brady at the same time. With what I see with my eyes. But what he has done now, this is just... I don't even know if... LeBron is going to have to do something special right now, man, because he's going to be making all sorts of arguments about the greatest athlete of all time. And, uh, yeah, no, that's guys. a myth, man. That's a myth. That's a myth. Uh, <laughs> Brady's where it's at. Brady is winning. Like, wherever... Like, I don't think that we'll ever, like, say enough to actually explain this level of achievement. You know, we, yeah. we've spoken about... The actual gauntlet that he went through in terms of the quarterbacks. No, we mentioned the quarterbacks, but let's think about the coaches and the location. Um, the dome, that's one of the hardest places to win in. Lambo, yeah. one of the hardest places to, to win in. Do you know what I mean? Like stop at the dome, the dome, they play, they play in artificial conditions over there. That's their training facility, right? Over there, that that, that, that Tom went over there and sliced up. They have no wind. And also, they'd been beaten twice by the Saints in the regular yeah. season. And not yeah. just beaten, they were annihilated, that's especially in that second game. Yeah. So that was a pride thing more than anything. Saying you're not doing it again, yep. no way. Yeah, and that's it. If I'm being honest, you were never beating Tom Brady three times in a season. Like it just isn't happening. Like he can be on the Jets, and now it just feels like that. I don't know, man. It, I, I he feel be, like he I'm Aaron kind of in just... the MVP season. Aaron Rodgers won the MVP, and he beat him. Right before he beat that's 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 even like well now yeah it feels like that's even light work for Brady man but um let, let me get into let's get into the game a little bit more obviously mm. um we'll start with with the Buccaneers defense man um yeah that is probably the best game plan I've ever seen like put together in terms of um stopping the Chiefs like Mahomes didn't score a touch that team didn't score a touchdown if you told me that before the game I would have said it's impossible um. But but question I ask is how much credit do we give Todd Bowles and how much credit do we give that defense considering you know we were saying that the Chiefs offense is the best of all time and um they, they score zero touchdowns, man. So we'll start with you Nadim, like talk talk about the defense, man, and how they balled out any standout players and Todd Bowles well. You have to give Todd Bowles a lot of credit because they learned from the the regular season game. They learned from watching uh, Tyreek Hill go over the top on Carlton Davis every single play. They learned from the mistakes they made. He came back. He had two weeks to prepare. He went back. He looked at the film. And usually in the past, if you said you wanted to beat Mahomes, you'd say, look, they're going to score points. But what we can do is we can limit the amount of times you see them on the field. So you'd ask your offense to run the ball, all this, like, to run the ball, keep like, continue to keep them on the sideline. This game, they said, no, come onto the pitch and let's, let's show you what we can do. And it was incredible what they did. Devin White was sideline to sideline like he's been all season. Their secondary is so young, but they're going to grow together to the point where they could be really, really elite in a yep. couple of... I don't even think that they're, they've reached their prime together yet. 
um, mm-hmm. Sean Murphy Bunting, um, mm-hmm. Anton Winfield Jr., oh, Carlton yes. Davis. Carlton Davis deserves mention because that game in the regular season, he got torched by Tyreek Hill and to come oh. back and yeah. to, to play the way he did yesterday was great. The pass rush was all over Mahomes. And it wasn't like Todd Bowles did anything special. It's not like he brought out any like special of defensive package. He just played. He just said, we're going to get to you and we're going to stop you from getting to your weapons. Like Even though Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill had big games offensively, they mm. didn't They didn't have these big plays where they bust you up like they, that it would do other teams. So just has to give a lot of credit to Todd Bowles and his defense. They, they, they just made life uncomfortable the whole night for Mahomes. Yeah, I wouldn't even say Tyreek had a good game, fam. Like they kept him no. quiet most of the no. game. Um to Carlton Davis, you're speaking about the DBs, he had the bat down in the end zone. Like they they were just all making plays. Um who but who stood out for you, Abassi, in terms of like who was the key who would you give the most credit to on that defense for the game plan? In terms of maybe player, coach, whoever. Um I would say, firstly, just quickly what you said, um, Dan, about Tyreek. I got to agree with you. I thought they, they, that that was one that was one of the keys for for Todd Bowles in that defense. Take away mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill. You can't. They didn't really. They didn't really take away Kelsey, but you can't really take away Kelsey. Mm-hmm. But they they did they did limit him as much as possible. Even though numbers wise, it would look like he had a better game than he actually had. Um, but but Tyreek Hill, they completely took that option away, and they took that personally. All them peace sign throwings, them backflips into the end zone. <laughs> <laughs> And they and they completely neutralize him. And I think from from what I was from what I was seeing, it's quite clear. You take away Tyreek Hill from from the Chiefs and from Mahomes, I'm not sure he trusts his other options that much to to really to really get him the the targets that they possibly should have had. So yeah, I definitely say for from the defensive side of things, that was one of the keys. And then on and who was the most important? Like the Devin White man. He he was arguably the M, the MVP of the. Of, of, of the Super Bowl, man. He's oh, special. special. Too I mean, special. That boy's special. a cowboy wrangling yeah. him up, fam. <laughs> all postseason, man. All postseason. Um, Was he? Like you said, I'm going to be running side to side, but he's every, he's every on the field. He didn't make, I think he made 12 tackles, caught a, um, caught a trip to ice the game. Yeah, I think he had a, two tackles for a loss, maybe a couple forced fumbles. Like, like, he was just everywhere. It, it was nuts, man. It was nuts. That was a great yeah, game. interception too. Yeah, yeah. yeah he had the interception at the end of the game as well. Yeah, um, I'd, I'd give it to him as the best defensive player, most important. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, let, let's talk a little bit about Bruce Arians, man. You know, earlier on in the season, we all had harsh things to say about him in terms of. Well, I, I'll definitely speak for myself. I, I was like, why aren't you trusting Brady to implement what he's doing earlier? Do you know what I'm saying? Those are the question marks that we had in terms of it felt like they were forcing stuff down the field too much. Yeah. But um, as Abbas you highlighted, after the bye week, things changed. Do you know what I mean? I think he gave Brady more control over the offense, implemented what Brady wanted to do more, kept things simple as well. Because if you deep it, they stuck to the run game a lot more than you'd expect, mm. especially if you want to keep up with the Chiefs. Mm. And that freed up the play action, you get to Gronk. You get to, um, do you know what I mean? The, the, the Mac Evans coming across the middle. There were so many um, players of play action, so they just kept it simple and got to give them credit for that. But I want to touch on Gronk. Like, because <laughs> um, some people were, were, earlier in the season, people were getting onto Gronk saying like, yeah. what, is, he just, is he just a blocker now? Did he just come out of retirement to hold Brady's hands on his way to a Super Bowl? 
Like, is he just there to make up numbers? You chat to me, no, man. Like, we saw... Uh, Gronk is a GOAT as well. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we, yeah. So, uh, t- talk to me about Rob Gronkowski, man. The plays that he made and just the caliber of player. Listen, my man was out there like he was in the WWE and mm-hmm. he was throwing guys up in suplex. It was as if they never left the Patriots. They turned back the clock because he's the type of guy, you know, there's things that you can't buy. They call them intangibles. That IQ, that drive, that moment where you know that this is the Super Bowl. It, I swear, when he went for that run in the middle of the field where I think he got, what was it, 30 yards or something like that in the first half, I was like, yo, where did he get those legs from? Can, 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 can you get those in Florida? Because he just turned it back. He looked like he had wheels. And that's that willpower that he, he, he can bring out in big games, in big moments. The way he decoyed it for that touchdown, it was something special. It also goes to speak to Tom Brady and the point that you made before about Bruce Arians. Letting Tom Brady do what he does. What did Tom Brady say? He said, go get my guys. Started off with Leonard Fournette. Tom gave him that call, you know, said, listen, bruh, I know it's going to be a little bit cheaper than you go out there, but come over here. We're going to win this ring, and I promise you're going to eat afterwards. Yep. And then he said, listen, Gronk, you saw the thing, they pulled him up, he had a call, Gronk came running like a gazelle, fam. He had it wow. by his side, and then now he's coming out, he's running it up and catching the touchdowns. Man, he literally broke Antonio Brown out of jail. Like, that's the power of Tom Brady. He made right. a call and he said, listen. Uh, I can't believe it. <laughs> listen, Commissioner Fidel, I know you got him on a sentence. I know. But uh, listen, we got to do something out here, man. I swear, I promise. I'm sorry about the MAGA stuff, okay? We're Black Lives Matter now. Please just let Antonio Brown back and look at what happened. So this is speaking to the greatness of Gronk. The greatest duo that is there, Tom Brady and Gronkowski as the greatest tight end duo. This was a bad night for the Chiefs because two of their possible goats just took a major setback right now. They got showed up. They got showed up. He got 16 playoff wins for Gronk. He caught another touchdown in a Super Bowl. Winner mentality made the headlines. Two touchdowns. I'm sorry, two. Two touchdowns. Uh, you know, it was so annoying because I was there looking at a bet and I saw the bet for Bre- uh, for, for Gronk to go two touchdowns or more and it was something like 20 to 1 and I saw I was about to put a fiver and then I backed out because I had really spent over £100 on bets. I was like, let me chill out, man. I've been drinking. I should have trusted Gronk, but don't worry, man. I got my money back from Tom. I always trust Tom. <laughs> <laughs> and let's, let's, uh, before we get into, because I want to get into like some more game plan stuff, but I guess we're going to be more so critical with that, so we'll wait till we touch on the Chiefs in terms of that. But um, how sustainable is what the Bucks have going on right now? Um, I actually took a screenshot of that because um, they got a lot, a lot of free agents coming up as well. I believe Godwin's a free agent. Um, Levante David is a free agent. Shaq Barrett is a free agent. Gronk obviously is a free agent. AB is obviously a free agent. Leonard Fournette, Dominican Sue, like they got a lot of their big time players are free agents. But um, <laughs> as we said, it sounds like Tom Brady is going to be sticking around. So how? How sustainable is this? Obviously, we're not saying, you know, Tom Brady's going to play for another five years and win every year, but going into next year, what? Would you mind saying they're the favourites? We'll start with you, Nadim. In the NFC or in the NFL? NFC, NFC. In the NFC, a lot of teams seem to seem to be making 
a lot of changes. So me personally, on my team, the Rams, I feel like because we have Stafford now, that's the position we're missing. I feel like we can be a contender. I don't think we're as good as is the Bucks. I don't. Crack? Let me finish. I don't think we're. Uh, the Rams got a W over the Bucks this uh, season, though. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I, I, I the Rams, man. The Rams are a very good team. Well, no, we're a good team. We're just missing one position. But no, I think they're the favorite. They're the favorites, and because the Saints not having Drew Brees, we'll have to wait what, to see what they do in that in the QB position. Uh, who are the other teams? The Cowboys and the Eagles. The, that I mean, NFC East. The, 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 yeah, the Green Bay will be back, and I'm they have to you make. Said that. I, I, I didn't know. Sorry, I forgot. I sorry, forgot. The Rams, I, the Rams, guys. You guys are actually allowing this Rams talk over the Packers, the Niners. I'm I'm listening. Listening. The Niners. The NFC is tough though. With the Niners, the Seahawks, that NFC, the NFC West. The Cardinals will, be, will also be better yep. next season. So the NFC is Hell tough, Marty. but, oh, but I still trust Tom Brady over everybody else. Really? Okay. How do you feel about Basti, man? Like, obviously, that's your boy. What are you saying? Um, back, back. In the NFC, and there's a no-brainer that they're 100% the favorites. They're going to be better next year than they were this year. It's, uh, as everything we just mentioned about how difficult this season was, all the all the trials and tribulations have to go for the start of the season. Tom Brady's been there for a whole year now, and players will want to come back to play with him. Players may even take a little bit of a pay cut to come back and play with him, just to say, let me, get, let me get a chip, man. Let me get another chip. Brady may take a pay cut, too. So. Brady, exactly. Brady might take it. It's not going to last forever, man. Are they the favourites for next year in the NFC? I, I, I like the Rams next year. And then other than that, I, I, I don't really, I'm not looking at anyone else. Green Bay, I'm tired. Of, like I'm tired of Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. I'm going to be completely honest. I'm I'm, I'm uninterested. I'm completely uninterested. Nobody's gonna. I've seen him against San Francisco last year. See him against um, Tom Brady this year. Yeah, man, he they're, they're the favorites, and I think the Rams are the only team. The Rams are a real complete team. They're the only team that can, can really compete. New Orleans were complete, but they're gonna have to. They're gonna lose some players this year. Yeah. They're way over the cap. They've lost Drew Brees. So yeah, I think I'm looking at the Rams and and the Bucks, but I'll definitely take the Bucks. You know, how do you view? And you you pulling a lot of faces, saying a lot. How do you? See? You man are living in La La Land, okay? This is not Bill Belichick and the tell us about Kyler Murray, man, and why he's no, a favorite. No, 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 okay, no, no. listen. Okay, let me start off with what doesn't matter to my point. Why I think you guys are wrong. I do believe you guys are sleeping on Russell Wilson. And the Green Bay Packers barely did anything to help um, Aaron Rodgers this year. So I hope next year they realise that they need to trust him and actually, you know, focus on trying to win with him instead of trying to go against him. Um, I'd say that that Prescott might be back. We'll see how their team goes. And, you know, I say that, unfortunately, it looks like Kirk Cousins might actually be able to not hinder, you know, the Vikings. So yeah, I suppose yeah. if you guys are making it seem so clear cut, and the reason why you guys are making it seem so, so you're mocking the Rams, Tina, and you're bringing up the Vikings. No, really? no, 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 People see on Stafford and he's one of the most underrated callbacks in the league. But I feel like you guys are taking it too far. What my main problem is, you guys are dreaming that all of these guys are going to step into a room 
with 43-year-old Tom Brady and say, yeah, I'm going to sign a five-year contract on discount to stay with the Bucks. Like, you you guys seem like you didn't listen to what... what uh, who knows five years, bro? Who says five years? About for one or two. No, but you, man, you know how the cap work. The shorter your contract is, the bigger the cap hit. So it's like, if you have loads of these short man. contracts... Then win now mode. They know Tom's not going to be here forever. You, listen, 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 man. Look at how many of the players that you just said right now are coming off their rookie deal, a franchise tag, their first deal, um, and Damien Kinsu in his last years of his contracts. Like, you're bugging. Not all yeah, these guys. You're, you're making a point for us, though, because Ndomukin Sue is in the twilight of his career. He's going to be willing to take less money to win Super Bowls. Bro, That's the okay, I'm going to right tell you right here. Yeah? Let me tell you the guys who most likely are not going to be signing with them. You said Shaquille Barrett is there, yeah? Yeah. Is, yeah. He, not, is he not jumping off a franchise tag? Yeah. Is that not why he's been there right now? So if they're not offering him safety, money, Five years with a good signing bonus. As much as Tom's great, I don't know why the hell he'd be signing there. Let's look at it this way. Antonio Brown. He is typically known as one of the most selfish men ever. (laughs) (laughs) That is what he has been known to be. Like right there, that is what he has been known to be. A lot of teams ain't coming knocking at AB's door though. All I'm saying is a lot of these guys are in a point of their lives where they need to stretch their money out. You, and the type of discounts you're asking these men to make, these are, I'm not going to lie to you, no. This isn't Julian Edelman and Gronkowski coming from middle-class backgrounds <laughs> where their already own their homes and all great that Guaranteed home like them, man. Like man. Bro, That's a great man, point. You're talking about man that's to be class. They got their auntie, their cousin, and their cousin's cousin, and they got That's four it. baby mamas. Are you man are telling them wow. pay cut where you could get your knees injured in one second? Come on, let's talk about lifestyle. Well, yeah. you know, everyone, everyone that needs to take a pay cut. Listen, I know, but I'm just saying, I'm I don't... Just saying if everybody comes back and Tom manages to sprinkle fairy dust, yeah, they won't get everyone back. They don't, but I don't, they don't need yeah, everyone. Back. Look, yeah. Okay, who are you guys saying that they need back to be the top team? They, in need, the to NFC just, they need to get most. Of, they need to get most of the guys back. You probably won't. Yeah, get I think they'll get. I think they'll get Godwin back. I think Sue will come back. I don't. I don't uh, think Godwin will come back. You know, really. I don't think Godwin will come back. Still, no, he's not coming back. No, no like, if I'm the number one. If if I'm, then he's the priority. He will break the bank to get a guy like Godwin, I think, still. Yep. We don't need him. I think, I think the, the guy... Dropped too many balls in the playoffs, man. Okay. Yeah, he, he was just dropping bare balls, but... um, dropping them, man. I think AB comes back because... Yeah, I listen, think AB should come back. He, he, he ain't getting... He probably got getting, like, two offers. Do you know what I'm saying? He ain't getting, like, bare options and that. And Dominican Sue, I see he's coming back. He's basically like a mercenary right now. He's in that phase of his yeah. career. Like, yeah, and he goes for the most money. He's a, he's 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 for yeah. hire. So if yeah. somebody offers him more, he's gone. Yeah, but I, but I feel like they'll make sure that they keep him because him and Vita Vea were a big part of um number one run defense. I feel like they'll keep those guys around. Gronk, we know Gronk is coming back. Um, Levante David definitely coming back, and I believe Shaq Barrett. I believe Shaq they'll resign Shaq Barrett as well. And that's where I think you're wrong. Yeah, I don't think that happens. I, I don't think they're keeping those two, which is why I made my point. Like, I know, Levante David has to stay. He's staying. He has to stay. 
He's Buccaneers through and through. Okay, we're talking. Okay, let's let's talk business, guys. The NFL is a business. Yeah, you just won the biggest trophy you can win. Yeah, your gate is full no matter what because of Tom Brady. If you're allowed to let people in, and then you've got Devin White, who's already a team leading top linebacker. If you're picking between the two, I reckon they're gonna try to see what they can do about Shaq Barrett and see if Levante is down to take a little science since he's already, you know, had a little piece of cheese. That's yeah, coming. And that's how Levante is gonna tell him, listen, man, I just want a ring for y'all. <laughs> okay. I, I think that's an interesting black like, problem because they may have to choose between Shaq Barrett or Levante David. Do yeah. I mean, so, you know, how, how they approach that will be very interesting. Um, I, I'd personally go with Levante David because him and Devin White, that duo is absolutely deadly. Yeah, I don't know if you're going to replace that. Levante David has been probably the most, one of the most underrated players in the in NFL the for a long time. Him and Mike Evans. Yeah. Straight facts. Um, but let's get into a bit, a bit more aspects of the game, um, specifically the Chiefs, because obviously... I'm sure we all have some questions about the game plan, but I do specifically. Got a couple stats as well. First thing I want to start with is Andy Reid got outcoached. Andy Reid got outdone. Andy Reid got absolutely battered by Todd Bowles. Um, greatest offense of all time, potentially, and zero touchdowns. Um, I'd say, what, what, how do you feel like the game plan let them down? We'll start with you, Nadim. How, how, how how did Andy Reid get so wrong? It's, it's tough because when the Chiefs have had the best offense basically for the last two, three years by having long plays and explosive plays and all these gadget plays where they get to Tyreek Hill or to Travis Kelsey, they don't really run the ball, but they've always had a good offensive line to give Pat Mahomes time. Or And even if he didn't, if even if he was, he had to get out of the pocket, he could still make plays. The issue they had yesterday was the fact that the offensive line wasn't great. It was so many moving pieces. And every single time he dropped back, there was someone in his face. So if I was them, and this is, I'm not, but if you have that issue, surely you run the ball to begin the game. You know, you keep the offensive line, Run apparently run blocking is easier than pass blocking. You keep yes. the Tampa Bay Buc- the Buccaneers defense on their heels. You know you're running it down their throat. It seems as it seems as if what happened was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense reputation preceded itself. If it, they saw the number one ranked defensive against the run and decided, well, we're not going to run. You had to run in that game. Patrick Mahomes from the beginning, job back, getting hit. The pressure was relentless, oh. and that's credit to Todd Bowles. So. I think they made a mistake by not running with the ball initially. They had Clyde Edwards Hiller, they had Le'Veon Bell, they had I think Williams. They had some guys who yeah. could run the ball and they just chose not to. I looked at the stats today, Patrick Mahomes threw 46 times. Yeah. That's not good enough, especially yeah. in that game. Yeah, facts. Um you said it that the pressure on Mahomes was glaring. Like even uh people that don't watch NFL just tuned in for the Super Bowl were like, listen. Like this, this is crazy. Like Donny's running for his life, basically on every play. Um, the stats said most pressured player in Super Bowl history in terms of um twenty-two quarterback hurries, I believe it was. Tom Brady, the least pressured player in Super Bowl history, only four quarterback hurries. So um, yeah, man, listen, Abassi, 
What's your thoughts on it, man? In terms of you know what? Some also important context. Um, the suggestion that coach made to us, we saw that in action. In terms of um, I actually was gonna say about that, you know, them pulling out Peter Bayer, getting um Shaq Barrett, JPP, and then using Levante David or Devin White as part of the pass rush. Um, oh, he's a head coaching job, man. He worked to perfection. So, Abassi, talk to me, man, in terms of you can dive into maybe the success of the scheme or you could talk about the um the flaws of the Chiefs. I'm going to talk about the flaws of the Chiefs. Um, I think Coach Andy Reid made a, made a couple couple big errors in that game. Like you were saying, Nadeem, um he wasn't taking what the defense was giving him, which he which he usually does. He's not usually afraid to run the ball. He's not usually afraid to if they're taking away Tyreek. He's not usually afraid to to get throw. drop. The, bring the safety down. Tell yeah. them the safety has to come down. That's what he, he had to yeah. do. I'm I'm so surprised he didn't do. He didn't get the ball out of Mahomes' hand quick enough. Obviously, they're only rushing four, but he still could have got it out of his hands um a bit quicker. Not enough sweep little actions with Tyreek around the yeah. back little screens. I really thought every time I was watching Mahomes drop back, he had his eyes down the field looking to make a big play. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, if Andy Reid was a bit nervous, a bit shook of Tom Brady, thinking, shit, we need to we need to get points, we need to get points now. But I don't know what their game plan was, but I imagine they they went off script very quickly and stopped running the football. I don't know if that was part of the plan or not. Stopped, stopped making short passes, looking downfield too much. And with that makeshift O-line, the, the box D-line, he, that, that was inevitable. So Just said, before you go ahead, Abbasi, sorry to interrupt. Quick stat, um, Daniel Jeremiah moved the six, tweeted it. Kansas City used a five-man protection on 92% of their dropbacks. Wow. So that means tight end or running back didn't stay into a block on basically no plays. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that's 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 why Mahomes was running for his life. But yeah, carry on, Abbasi. No, but like, that's a great point, especially when you say, like, why, why on earth did that happen? You must make that adjustment in the game at some point. There must be something in the game where you're thinking, my quarterback is in trouble here. The fact this is the 500 million pound man. Play after play after play. It was sad to see, man. It was real sad to see. I also thought he he, he tried to, he, he, he angered Tom Brady. He, he disrespected Tom Brady as well at the end of the end of the first half. I got oh my it, was, it was real disrespectful. He's, he's, he, you're down eight points. Oh, you're getting the ball back in the second half. Yeah, one minute left to go, and your and your your team's not playing great. You guys need the half, really. And you're and you're calling timeout, saying just t- tempting. To, did you not see what he did last week against? against <laughs> you didn't see it, bro. You didn't see it. You mustn't. You mustn't have seen yeah, it. He, he made the exact same play, well, kind of similar play to Mike Evans with the pass interference call um, to, to to move him down the field. That that was terrible, terrible play calling. Uh, Tony Romo said. In, in commentary, are they going to call a timeout? I'm just thinking, of course they're not going to call a timeout. Why uh, would they do that? That makes no sense. You know, you don't, you don't do that when Tom Brady. What stood out to me is again, sorry to interrupt. It's not even like that they were trying to get, uh, to rush to get the touchdown prior. Do you yeah. know what I mean? They weren't even like getting uh, running out of bounds or maybe um not running uh, run plays. Like they weren't yeah. even trying to save the clock when they had the ball. So how are you yeah. trying to do it when Tampa gets the ball? That makes yeah. no sense. It's ridiculous. Absolutely. We give Andy credit for that. Normally, he's he's aggressive. Um, he wants the ball back. He's always looking to get points, etc. But there's a time and a place, man. You don't do that with, with Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. It really yeah. seems a lot like they panicked when they went behind, and that yeah. you don't usually say that about them. Usually, they get behind and it's like, let's go. 
it just seemed they made bad decision after bad decision. And that, and yeah. that includes the penalties as well because we, yeah. we might be on to Andy Reid, but the penalties from the players, that dug them a deep, deep hole. Um, what stood out to you, Tino, man, in terms of the game plan, the way both teams approached it, and um, just just uh, the abundance of mistakes from the Chiefs? Um, well, first thing is, um, I want to touch on what you said about what Colt said. What Colt said was the perfect formula to go out there, man. It was going against the, uh, um, their main problem, which was the offensive line for the Chiefs. Um what I'll say is me and coach came after he said this. We had the opposing side of the argument where coach said they were going to be a nickel formation because of this. And he didn't believe that Antoine Winfield Jr. and them boys were going to be able to stop Travis Kelsey and limit Tyree Kill. And I was wondering, can um, my homeboy run? But he ended up being able to run. But out of nowhere, the safeties actually managed to do a job. Which is the first thing, which is why I see. Um, I think I don't think um, either of you are wrong, Nadim uh, and Abbasi, what you just said about in terms of the game plan, and he just kept tossing it. Especially Nadim, you said that they should have gone for the run. I didn't expect them to go for the run because I knew that you know Tom Brady will keep throwing it, and they're going to believe in my own way. However, that defense actually managed to stop the pass a little bit. Because the way, if you saw the way um, Pat Mahomes was throwing it, he has turf toe. He had to lunge it down there. And some of them yeah. were going a bit over the top. And they started to realise that, okay, we'll give them a little bit underneath, but it won't be anything big enough to do what they need to do. We're going to force them to have to keep throwing. So I felt as if they were forced into those situations a lot more than they wanted. And it's their culture. It's very hard if you've been telling a team, listen, when our back is against the wall, we're the miracle men. It's like you've got a boxer who's a knockout puncher. He knows when his back's against the wall, he goes for the knockout. It's very hard to ask him now fighting for the world title. Listen, man, you've got to start boxing. You've got to start putting yeah. it together. So I don't know if I blame Andy Reid as much as I was really amazed with the um, effort that came out from the Bucks defense in the safeties, especially because even, you know, Travis Kelsey struggled a little bit. I know he still got his 10 catches, 114 yards, and Tyreek Hill went for 77 yards. But it's exactly like Nadim said, the nature of the way that they did it didn't work. Now, exactly, exactly, exactly. Those are garbage yards. What they didn't do, which is what I felt was shocking, is I started this with saying that the, what's it called? Um, they should have allowed Pat Mahomes a little bit more relief. The sweeps, the screen passes, etc., etc. But even more so, the defense. It's as if the entire team did not know that Pat Mahomes had been injured and his offensive line was not playing. These boys were getting penalties on defense and just giving Tom Brady the game. Tom Brady, they literally gave Tom Brady would literally see it. You can't be having them veneers out in the middle of the Super Bowl three more times, <laughs> smiling at you like that, giggling, man. These men are going to have PTSD after tomorrow. Some of them won't be able to play the same when they see him smiling at them like that. It was it was disgusting, Darren. I don't know if that's discipline in terms of Andy Reid on the team. Um, I'd say that when I was watching the game, personally, I felt as if sometimes they were a bit um, quick to throw the flag because, you know, this was the Super Bowl. I mean... We were trying to see a little bit of action. And, you know, sometimes... Most, I think it was the most flags in NFL history in the Super Bowl. In the first half. In the first half. In the, in the they first lack, half. They, the Chiefs lack discipline, man. 
I don't know where it is, but this is conspiracy theory. One well, one. Why does it always happen in the Super Bowl when Tom Brady is Tom Brady's always the team, man? That's what it is. I know he is, and I am not going to go against his greatness. I am not going to go against Tom Brady's greatness. I'm just saying, a lot. All I've been hearing most of the playoffs is, oh, no, they only call those in the regular season. Oh, you know, they let them play a little bit more in the playoffs. And then they're the Super Bowl comes. I'm going to see later, no. They're throwing flags for saying Mike Evans 6'4", and they think he's so special, he might have been able to super die for that catch. So that's, that's what like, What do you want to happen, man? That was ridiculous. Look, the way no, I Nadim, see Yeah, yeah, Nadim, go ahead. The best ref game I saw this playoffs was actually the NFC Championship game, Green Bay versus Tampa. Thank you. They didn't call anything. They let these guys play. And you actually saw who was the best on that day. Yep. It, it, look, the Chiefs were very ill-disciplined. And we all know the Chiefs DBs, they like to hold. They're always going to do that. But some of the calls were just like, really? Like, the Mike Evans one in the end zone was like, there's no way Mike Evans is catching that. Really what it is, he's jammed him. And then someone stumbled and he's gone. Well, yeah. But that's No, no. The Tom Brady touchdown in chat after the play. Everybody but literally was like, ah, Tom's about to score. Because that's exactly what you do. Right, that man were now, listen, after the seasons of those penalties, yeah, when you watch the game and you're in the game, they were all vexed up. Tom Brady is a master. He's got super IQ. He was like, yep, I'm getting straight down deep. No doubt. Yeah. I'm going straight to the end. That's just giving him his his best like situations. That's you why the pressure though on that play where, where the Mike Mike Evans got where they threw the Mike threw the Mike Evans flag in the end zone. Tom yeah. Brady was gonna was feeling that pressure. 100. And this is the greatness of Brady, and, and this is what he did against Greenberg at the end of the game as well. He froze yeah. into areas whereby the referee can put potentially throw a flag. Yeah, you yeah. might call that nasty football. You might call you. I don't know what you want to call that unsportsmanlike football. Yeah. He did the same with Mike Evans um on the play before that. When they when when Bruce Aarons is calling the timeouts, he just he just threw it over the top. He got tripped up. Mike Evans yeah. wasn't really going to catch that ball, unlikely. But when you throw and it, the dude that, tripped yeah. though. That's the thing. The, it, it's like it's like come on, Abbas here. Yeah? I hear you what you're saying, and every point you're making is right. And you know when we go to the rule book, I'm sure like you can't. I can't really argue any of this stuff whatsoever. But the dude tripped. It's bait. He tripped. It wasn't like oh he was trying to make a play and you know that caused him. If he had been trying to make a play and then. It was like, okay, it was a real close ball. They called it. I'd be like, okay, cool. But, but that's not Evans. That's not Brady's. No, that's exactly. That's what I was going to say in terms of, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how it happened, man. Like, you can't, like, Evans was gone. Like, he, was, there was no way you can, like, trip him up. Well, however it, it happened. Then let's get rid of that's live that's human referees. Have, that's that's been a tough just get robots to referee the game. Because no. that way we could get it clear cut. Because that there, the reason why you have a human referee is my man should be able to do situational refereeing, man. This is what they've been doing all season. So we're like, we're allow my so man to what? So because he slipped, that means you penalise Mike Evans. No, it's not about penalising Mike Evans. Mike Evans wasn't going to catch the ball. It was out of reach. That was a dead ball. That it was wasn't a dead ball. He threw it into the area. He got yeah. kicked up. Mike and Evans was not catching that ball. Listen, Mike Evans is like 6'4", 6'5", wonderful. Yeah, no, 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 man, I, he needs a yeah. broke up. I haven't seen him die. I like, I like Mike Evans, man. I like yeah, Mike I Evans as much as... He was in my fantasy. I picked him like first round. He's a bad boy. But <laughs> I like, I like Mike Evans. Somebody pull up a Mike Evans diving highlight. 
I'm not saying that you see you see the issue the issue with it really is the fact that we have to have this conversation. The fact that Thank you. The fact I hate the fact that after the Super Bowl game, Tom Brady has just won his seventh ring, and we're having a conversation about the refs. In, in the no, because in the in the playoffs especially, in the special in the playoffs especially, we're known for the fact that in the NBA and in the NFL, it gets physical because yeah. there's really it's one game and you go home. Yeah. This is the Super Bowl. I'm not saying that the Chiefs, some of the penalties that were called weren't right. They were absolutely yeah. right. And some of the calls were also also in the sense that. It's the playoffs. It's physical. It's the Super Bowl. It's physical. You don't have to call it. It's, yeah. it's a fifty. Leave it. But I some, think it's, it's, it's it is what it is. I just, nah. Yeah, I definitely hear it. Yeah, because the one that I think was glaring mistake was the Tyron Matthew in the in the end zone. That one wasn't a uh, uh, pi. No. 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 Yeah, so, if you want, if you want to call it in a regular season. Do as you please. It's the Super Bowl. There's no have need for that. Seen, have you guys seen the highlight of the ref where Michael Jordan's there, yeah? And Michael Jordan goes to him. Oh, I believe, yo, yeah. They, they travel. They travel. He's like, they travel. Yeah, I didn't see it, Michael. Goes, goes, I didn't see it. Goes, he goes, he goes, I know it's you, Michael, Michael. So I know yep. you're calling it. You see Tom Brady pointing. Tom Brady be there pointing before they throw the flag and these refs be that time. Damn, that's that's so privilege right there. That's so privilege. Grades get that. The grades will get the call. And the defenders and everybody goes in the Super Bowl. When you play against Tom, you need to know. And Bill Belichick is struggling to coach right now because he thought it was his privilege, but he didn't realize that was Tom privilege. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you gotta let that go, man. As, as much as we talk about, as we talk about Tom and the officials and stuff like that. For me, it, it, a lot of it is also down to the to the to the scheme. Going back to um, the team conversation we were having, the Chiefs, for me, they played way too much press. You know what I mean? Like, they were trying to treat the um, the the, the um, wide receivers as if they weren't big time. Yeah, you yep. got AB, you got Godwin, you got Mike Evans. Like, you're not, you're not going to have that many good corners to where you can play press on those guys on nearly every play. Like, yeah, listen to Joseph thought that Tom Brady caught for a deep. <laughs> That's what happened, fam. Tom Brady up um, throughout the season, man. But um, it, yeah, to get into some more specific stuff about the game plan for me, I agree with what Nadim was saying. The Chiefs, you had to run it more, man. Like they were giving you the run. Clyde Edwards Delaire is the first round pick, quality back. Do you know what I mean, he's one of the probably not most talented backs, but he's a great back. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like he was underutilized. Especially yeah. when that's what the defense is giving you, as you were saying, Abessi. Um, they were playing too high safety. And the Chiefs normally make it a priority to make them bring the safety down. That's how you get Tyreek or Travis Kelsey going across the field in one-on-ones. But the Chiefs weren't able to, to dictate the term to Tampa Bay. I think that's where we I have to give so much credit to Tampa because yeah. no one has been able to... to implement their or have their will on the game as much as they did yeah. up against the Chiefs. Yeah, you know I mean normally it's the Chiefs that are dictating the terms, but um they were unable to do that man. Um a couple I more I think a couple more game plan things for me. The whole um only using five to protect 92% of the time for me that's ridiculous. Like if you're not going to run the ball at least make it a priority to protect yeah. Mahomes. 
You know what I'm saying? If you know you're going to be passing it for mo- for most of the game, at least protect him. Use the back, use the tight end to make plays, but they weren't able to do it. Um, Can you yeah, mind that down? Well, they they down. their hands quickly and they weren't protecting him. So what they, it was inevitable. He's going to be under that pressure. Remember a couple of years ago when the when the Falcons played the Cowboys and was I think it was Adrian Claiborne had six sacks on Dak because they yeah. couldn't because they had the the left tackle I think Tyron Smith was out that and remember everyone going how can you leave five protection on on Dak Prescott he was a sitting down and there are backups that we're talking about backups exactly. so but I, it just doesn't make sense but maybe it's arrogant I don't in there guys is because it's also part of the illusion of my homeboy. That's what I was saying. Everybody in the Chiefs organization was pretending he wasn't injured. And it's as if they were more but they were more concerned about looking like they were gonna be doing what they were doing before, throwing the ball and getting it, you know, cracking deep downfield, that they did not give him the protection and the 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 the, the support that he needed. It didn't look as if they decided he was injured at all. Did you realize in the first quarter, I saw him run for his uh, iconic first down, first and ten, like <laughs> three times or something in the first half. And for, I, uh, Tino, to add to that, I think crazy. The Chiefs only they, they didn't complete uh, have a third down completion until the fourth quarter. I believe. Yeah, yeah. that so is a- unheard of. So that's what you I'm saying. And a lot of the first downs that they were getting were using Mahomes' legs. Yeah. And he has turf toe. So Rambling. let me get this straight, guys. He's got turf toe. He's going to have injury on. You've got him having to run for first downs. And you're making him put all his weight on his foot so that he can throw it. I know these drugs these days are very powerful, yeah. But this is not heroin now, guys. This is something that medically prescribed. You could, He couldn't do that. I don't agree though. Yeah, like, a few weeks ago as well, Otino. Yeah, I know. Football. And he fought through that, and then he had concussion. The turf toe was so bad, my man got hit because he couldn't run the same, and he came out looking like he just got hit by Deontay Wilder or AJ. Like, he on, looked man. like he was moving fine to me, man. He was. Yeah. He looked like he was moving very confident. The, the, the issue, drugs. I'm saying, as in physically, are you fine? Are your body mechanics? Is the power and velocity being generated by your body the same? You may feel the, the same. The issue with the injury argument is that this time of year, everybody has something. Like, yeah. everybody's injured somewhere. So, yeah. you know, maybe it affected him. But what do you do when you know that? Come on. But how did he look to you? He looked normal. I mean, he looked fine to me. Fine to me, he was moving around. He made some great, made some great throws yesterday, by the he way. Made, he, he made some great throws. He might have made some two of the best incompletions I've ever seen. <laughs> Bro. And listen, let's not forget, he, you talking about those incompletions. They should have been touchdowns. He was yeah. smacking guys in the face with balls while he was that, like, um, parallel to the ground. Guy, that guy is so hit. I mean, it's just so annoying, you know. He's actually Who? so hit. Uh, hard to <laughs> yeah, like, he's hit and miss. Like, I hate the way he sometimes is a superstar in a game, and then another day he's just one random guy off the block. Like, listen, man, decide. Oh, but man. Decide. Are you involved or are you a part? I actually don't think he was targeted enough. After they took away Hill, I thought they should have gone, gone to. Gone exactly. Down but they couldn't, I put in the but they couldn't trust him. I said, so they trust him. Go to Hardman. Um, for, and at the end of the day, I disagree with you, Tino, because he's a third option. Like, what third option do we saying. see have an impact in every game? 
Do you know what I'm saying? You, you're supposed to use him hey, when did the, Sammy Watkins play? Not enough. Man. He had one target. He had one target again. That's that's down to the game plan. Do you know, you know, I've only just figured that right now. I completely forgot they he, had him as a player, you know. Was he injured? Yeah, it was coming into the game. Okay. Yeah, but he, he played and they didn't uh, utilize yeah, him. But, nah, but you know that boy, I ain't going to lie. I'm not putting out any views. That boy is a part-timer. He ain't going <laughs> to that. He told me, he was saying last season, yeah, and he's sure I'm going to come back and play. I'm going to just taking a year out. But listen, man, I, I, I would never put no boy... No damn wide receiver on my team who says anything like that, man. Wide receivers come out of college every single year. You find them in the seventh round, eighth round, first round. Boy, guy here, bro. After you yeah, regard, I might I'd take say, a break. But I'd say it's on Andy Reid because last year you found a way to utilize him. He was uh, destroying Richard Sherman. You know what I'm saying? He was making yeah. plays. This year he's available, but you target him once. They're playing cover two and double. Kelsey and Tyreek, but you're not feeding Nico Hardman, you're not feeding oh. Sammy Watts. It for I me, also think that that's also it. Also, comes down to the fact that I think Mahomes wasn't in rhythm. I think when he's when he's pressured, I think he looks at Tyreek and Travis Kelsey, he doesn't really think about the other guys. Yeah. So when you know he feels good, then he goes Hardman or uh, Pringle or Robinson yeah. or Dan Watkins. So is it's a combination of so many factors, really. But that's but why Andy Reid, is, yeah. I think they should have called plays. I agree with you, Nadine. That's why I think they should have called plays for the other guys. That's like exactly. you said, like you yeah. said, Darren, they was doubling Tyreek. They was you literally saw the four players on Tyreek, especially when they was when they was lined up on the same side. There was yeah. four players on Tyreek and Kelsey. When someone had to be open, if, and if you can't beat someone in man, then you shouldn't be playing for the Chiefs. <laughs> you know, it's it's crazy. Crazy. Hardman and Watkins can destroy guys in man. I just exactly. think they didn't, they didn't dial it up. Exactly. Well, it's crazy to me because if you say what the Chiefs do better than anyone, you know, in the in the offense especially, it's trick plays. Like we didn't see anything. Like usually, if your quarterback is under pressure and you need something quickly, you decide to go. Okay, let's go in our bag. What do we have here? What do we have that we can yeah. use? Is it a flea flicker? Is it some reverse? Some something. They didn't do anything. It seems like they just, they just panicked. In that they, situation. Had, they had Tyree running in the back a couple of times. That was yeah, it. that was it. Anyone. <laughs> because <laughs> they're just in the specialness of Mahomes. Like, this is what I don't like. It's like, it's the same thing sometimes what the Ravens do. Where it's like, you don't draw up special plays for your guy. Yes, like, come on, yes. man. Like, like there's, I know guys are special, but sometimes you have to give them that little, you know, thing. Because you know he's there racking his brain. That like, man, I'm supposed Fam. to be my homeboy. I no, I need to do the, this. No, the, the issue I have with that, the issue I have with that is man. you're the coach. <laughs> like you can't just say, "Oh, because we got all the talent, that my job becomes easier." No, yeah. your job actually should become harder because you've got so much talent to work with. You have to know where's uh, what am I allocating towards this? What am I allocating towards that? It's it's for me. It was a poor shame from Andy and them, man. But, um, but 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 then again, Dan, we have to we have to say with everything that we're saying, we spoke about you know, um, uh, Bassi spoke about doing the shovel passes or sweeps, and you know, Nadim, you said about running the ball, we're agreeing, etc. Guys, we are forgetting one key fact. This is Big Red, guys. Big Red throws it down the field. He has thrown it down the field for over twenty years. He has been throwing it down the field for so long, people. We're wondering, will he ever win a Super Bowl? Because he refuses to do anything else besides try and throw it down deep. So, you know but, what? 
live and die about what you believe in, you know. That's, that's no, so for me, I understand that, but you have to be able to make adjustments. As Abassi said, and I always say, you have to take what the defense gives you. Yeah. Especially uh, when the guy the guy who is taking advantage of it is one of your best players. Clyde Edwards Elette is a big time back. If yeah. you're playing five or six guys in the box, he can eat. He can eat, but they just decided not Buffalo to feed him. Game. That was in the Buffalo game in the season when, when, when it was a similar... They, they took Tyreek away. They took away Kel. They took, the, yeah. they, they, they took those big plays away. Clyde Edwards went off. I think they had over 200 rushers that game. Yeah. Just take what the defense gave you, and he went. There was a couple games in the season where 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 they just started running the ball like crazy because that's what that's what they were that's what they were they were being given by the defense, and and it worked. So I think because of the Super Bowl pressure, maybe Andy Reid said Mahomes needs to win us the yeah. game. I, I don't, I'm not entirely sure why he didn't. He was maybe he wasn't watching the game. I'm not entirely sure about what happened with Andy Reid, but he definitely didn't do. He went off script and how how he normally um operates in in these big games, man. That's crazy. When they drafted Clyde Edwards Hiller, everyone's thinking he's here to take the pressure off Mahomes. The one game yeah. where you actually need him to do it, Facts. don't give him the ball. So, you know. And that, that's why I say, no matter what your philosophy is, you got to be able to adjust, man, because especially in such a big game, do you know what I mean? Like, that, that, you got to feed Clyde, man. But um, let's go big picture before we wrap it up. Um, the Chiefs, man, that like, we were having discussions about the greatest offense of all time, Patrick Mahomes on pace to be the greatest quarterback of all time. Um, and Abassi, obviously you're a Brady guy. So how do you see it in terms of, you know, the future of the Chiefs in terms of do we still regard them as a dynasty? And then the future of Mahomes, like, is he still, you know, leagues and levels above everyone else, you know, on pace to be the GOAT? How do you view it? Um, he's the Chiefs. I still regard them as, as a team that could potentially form a, a, a dynasty. Um, they've been to two Super Bowls, back-to-back Super Bowls. They've been to uh, a championship game as well where they where they came up just short of a, of a, of a, of a, of a to Tom Brady again, but of a, of a, of a coin toss in overtime. Um, so do I still think this this is a di- potential dynasty yet? Yeah. Would they have taken this, what, what's happened in the last three years, three years ago? Absolutely. Any team in the NFL would have, t- would have taken that situation. So yeah, absolutely. They, they they can still form a dynasty. It's gonna get harder for them um, when 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 Mahomes' contract comes into play. It's, it's it's a team friendly contract, but it's a big contract regardless. So I think he's got next year as well, which is that it's still pretty team friendly. After that, he's he's getting paid the big bucks, yeah. and 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 it's, it's gonna be harder to win. They're gonna have to lose some of those pieces. Um, but yeah, I do think a dynasty still on the cards. But uh, he's not catching Tom Brady now. Not for that that argument. That argument is done. They played in the playoffs twice. He lost both games. The first one, fair enough, is unfortunate. They both played very well. This second game here, the conversation's over. It's done. In the Super Bowl, Tom Brady <laughs> in, in a new city. Nope. Next, next, next one. Who's up next, man? To try and to try and take the crown? Because I heard Aaron Rodgers was going to do it. He didn't do it. Uh, nah. Pat Mahomes going to do it. That conversation's over. But on on his twenty fifth birthday, um, or however old he is, he twenty five or twenty six. I don't know. But um, yeah, who's next, man? Who's the next quarterback? Maybe Trevor Lawrence. You guys might t- might tell me he's gonna take the goal crown. Nah, man. Nah, I think I think the Brady comparisons are done, man. Like, yeah, there's no I'm... point comparing these guys to Brady. Like, yeah, yeah he's an untouchable man. But um, we'll go to Unidim. The Chiefs. How do you view it in terms of you know? Are they still the greatest team of all time the way we regarded them prior to this game? I mean. They they've earned they in a way they earned their reputation. They were blowing teams out regularly. 
you know. And even this season, actually, to be, I, I take back that statement. This season, they weren't blowing teams out, but they were winning games and they looked good. So they earned their reputation. I think going forward, the key thing for them is they do have a lot of their players under contract. Like I think Chris Jones, Kelsey, uh, Tyreek, a lot, and I think the offensive line is with Mahomes is under contract. So I think they'll be fine. I think also you look at the fact you look at the AFC. You know who's there that can really beat them? The Bills maybe, but uh, yeah. you know the Ravens, the Chargers, the, the Ravens, Chargers. the Chargers. Uh, how good can they be? I still don't Chargers. think. Yeah, Patriots might be back soon as well. The the Dolphins, you know, and and whoever in the AFC lands Deshaun Watson. So, exactly. um, so I think it'll probably get tougher for them down the line. But I still don't think I still think they're set up nicely for the future, and I, don't, I still don't think any team can really beat them. So, yeah, I think they'll be fine. I, I wouldn't be surprised if I saw them in this game again next year. Yeah, that's fair. Tino, what about you, bro? Um, yeah, you did have the Bucks coming into this game, but I know yeah. you did the truth in high regard. Yeah. Um, how do you see their fortunes moving forward? Um, you know, I'm not sure, if I'm honest. I don't feel as if I'm clearly as optimistic as you guys. Because... Um, the way they lost wasn't very pretty, I'd say, overall. And when you don't lose in the best way, because, you know, what annoys a lot of this, you know, you're working for billionaires, man. This is the biggest stage. This is the one game where you know he's there, his friends are watching, all of that, and you don't put up a touchdown. And you say you have the greatest guy in the league ever since, who you're going to pay a record amount, etc., etc. That upsets people. And that can cause a shake-up in the foundations of the organization. And, you know, Big Red is a, a big guy, old guy. Um, he's been there for a while. I don't think they're going to get rid of him or something like that. But sometimes they push him to get rid of some of the guys that have had things working. You know, we look at the enemy as much as, you know, I didn't want to go into that. But this is the guy we've been rooting and tooting. Oh, head coaching job, everything this, everything that. But where, mm -hmm. where were you? Where were you in the Super Bowl last night? So that type of stuff. Where were you go. pulling him out? <laughs> Listen, you have to be real, you know. Guys call me the Black Messiah, but I, I expect excellence. <laughs> I expect excellence for the guys I support. So, um, moments like that there, and that's the bit that scares me is that, you know, Kelsey's there, I know Tyreek Hill's there, offensive linemen are there, but trades happen, you know, offensive Injuries. coordinators. Defensive coordinators, injuries. You got Sammy Watkins saying he might need a break. You know, Tariq Hill has had problems with the commissioner and things like that. It very much so depends on the mentality of the guys as well. Like we've been talking about right now, Mahomes has just lost to Tom Brady twice. You know, the GOAT conversation in his head might have been something that has been driving him to, you know, push forward. He's already won a Super Bowl. He's about to earn $50 million a year. How is he going to be able to keep himself disciplined as a young man to stretch over his career? We act as if what Tom Brady and LeBron and a lot of these guys do is easy. But listen, you're asking a guy to be super, super rich, handsome, be six foot sight alive on TV and stay disciplined for over 10, 15 years after... A loss like this and you know what is he got to do now he doesn't need one more super bowl and he's a hall of famer so you know depends on the mentality what has pat mahomes got inside of him to come back after this loss so i don't know if it's a 10 15 year dynasty
but I think what we've seen already is enough to call it a dynasty. I also, before, I don't know if this is the next topic, but I want to go back to the box quickly. I feel like we don't give enough credit to how they drafted, like all they were missing was really Tom Brady, but they drafted really, 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 really well. The offensive line, the linebackers, the the safeties, Mike Evans has been there for a while. Their draft core is elite and people haven't really appreciated it. So you have to give a shout out to the front office. Yeah, it's to dive into a bit more specific because the, they have that receiver that we didn't even see and he makes plays. What's his name again? Johnson, I think his name is. Yeah, Tyler Johnson. Tyler Johnson. He makes some crazy catches. Yeah. And they literally drafted almost their entire defense. Yeah. Yeah. And also, they took a chance on Shaq Barrett when he was, yeah. all he was was Von Miller's backup, essentially. So, yeah. You know, shout out to them because they earned that. All they really missed was Tom Brady, you know, someone just to, and they had Jameis for a while. This is not a Jameis Lander segment, but Jameis was not getting them to where they wanted to go. You have to go in your building with all those picks that he had. Okay, well done to them. But just in defense of Jameis, I'm not going to lie, what we saw um, the Bucks running in the second half of the season and in the playoffs, in the nature of the way they were doing, that was not no look downfield first and then come That's because Tom Brady had his yeah, fingerprints yeah. all so, over so, the game. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, like it, it, it wasn't the same. So I guess we have to say, Bruce Arians, well done, mate. You, you put down your ego. You realise it's okay to let it go. You swallowed your pride after you said you wouldn't sign Antonio Brown, and you did, and he made how many big catches in the Super Bowl? And you change the play, and damn man. But maybe we have to give Brady the credit as like the greatest play caller ever because <laughs> I mean, like he, he just knows how to navigate no. a game better than anybody. I think, yeah, yeah, decision maker. I think I don't think at a quarterback decision uh, position you have another one because I don't. I thought I actually thought that it was Aaron Rodgers who was the best at that penalties thing, but nah, man. Like Tom is he it's like it's crazy how he knows what the penalties come in and he sets people up for them. It's it's beautiful, man. But that's the thing as well. Tom Brady has played, you know, a certain way for 20 years. He likes every quarterback has what they like what they like. Some things are easier for them. And the way they were playing in like the first few games of the season, it just it just wasn't what Tom Brady was about. The last seven games where they won everything, basically, it showed you if you Put a quarterback in a situation where they're, they're comfortable and they feel good, you'll be fine. So that's just you know, credit to Tom Brady, credit to the organization, and they're champions for a reason. Yeah, and just last point on the scheme, I think it's the simpler the better. In terms of, it was pretty simple what they did: play good defense, run the ball, play action, and then throw a couple screens here and there. It's pretty simple what they did, and um, again, for me, it just. It shows how great Brady is because he doesn't need, you know what I mean, great circumstances. He doesn't need a lot. He just needs competence. Do you know what I mean? And, time, um, out, time out, time out, time out. You want to get that from Bill Belichick? Like, like come on, man. He doesn't need a lot. Antonio Brown, Michael <laughs> Evans, Chris Godwin. Like, oh, come on, man. Yeah, but that, that, that's this, what I'm saying. That's, that's like, the talent. That's the talent. We had questions about the, the coaching stuff. The coaching stuff... They rose to the occasion, but in terms of who implemented the, the scheme after the bye, 
It was Brady. Brady's the one that had his, his fingerprints on it. So we're not giving any credit to Brian Leftwich or No, we have, we have to give credit to those guys. We have to give credit to those guys. And like Bruce seven, Arians. I wanted like to ask you about Arians. On the defense, like, all of them looking I'm not giving no credit. <laughs> no, I know no. you're not. That's why I had to say it because I was like, bruv, you're about to leave a bassy out here acting as if Tom Brady was playing with bums again. That's why he left New England. But this what as as good as these players are, this wasn't a winning organization until Tom exactly. Brady walked through the door, man. Talents have evolved so much. What did someone say? Tom Brady's yeah. the greatest organization in sports, or something. This is the NBA where talent wins. Uh, weekend or talent wins you. Talent wins you most games. This is this is a, this is football. Football's hard, man. Football's less about talent, more about mindset, more about discipline, and that's and that's what Tom Brady brings to organizations more than more than his goat talent because he does have talent. Like he's not a scrub or anything, but more important than that is the mindset. So we're gonna give them. We give Bruce Arians and, and left with a little bit of credit, but it also shows take the playbook after the after the buy, man. It also exactly. shows how important Todd the coach is. deserves most of the credit. Saying it, him, Todd Bowles is the coach that deserves most of the credit. Oh, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Well, no, I was saying it just shows how important a quarterback is because these a lot of these players were there last season when they were going about six. I don't know what they went five and eleven, six and six and ten, something like that. And you just had you just needed a quarterback, and look at them now. So, and and Brady's not just a quarterback. He just not just a yeah. He's the Brady, quarterback. So. He just brings yeah. a different kind of. Aspect to the game, man. Um, yeah. But we'll leave it there. Last question I want to ask you, man, before we wrap it up: Is he the greatest athlete ever? Like, because I feel like that's a genuine conversation. Like, is hell he the no, hell no. Okay, hell go on, expand. Come on, man. Listen, I'm gonna end. If I go first, I don't know if these guys are gonna be able to speak. Because <laughs> listen. No, uh, don't really dally too long. Just quick. Listen, quit, quit. I'm just telling you right now. Yeah, the. Athlete debate is about athleticism. What can he do as an individual athlete in comparison to other athletes? And Giannis is the greatest athlete. Got, yeah, uh, exactly. Sorry? Giannis, you give it to Giannis. Oh, no, 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 Chamberlain no, the greatest I'm athlete. Talking, I'm, not talking about, I'm not talking about physicality. I'm talking about what the person does. Like, athletically, like LeBron James, Michael Jordan... Listen, I could go to AI and say that these guys were better athletes, like wholesome, athletic people. Are yeah, well, we're talking about, about the package, Sanders, We're not talking Sanders, about who okay. runs the, the fastest. Okay, let's go here. Most. Deion Sanders, full package. This guy went pro in both sports. He was able to play at the highest level and is the greatest cornerback in, in NFL history. He was able to do that and reach the top level in both. As an athlete, he's just miles above Tom Brady. Tom Brady on the other side, which is why I don't pick Deion Sanders and why Cristiano Ronaldo, mess, in fact, Cristiano Ronaldo is probably a better one for me and LeBron James is because Tom Brady plays one side of the ball. He plays offense. So how does his... IQ stretch all the way when you bring I was um I was uh I was trying to write an article about a few months ago. I have my own blog if anyone wants to go check that out. But yeah, where where's it? What's it called? It was uh, it's on Medium, it's on my Twitter page. It's, it's the link is there. It's just what's the name? It doesn't have a name, it's just a medium anyway. Alright, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. his Twitter anyway, page, the DMBW, come on. The DMBW, check the 
Dubai. Anyway, so I was trying to write this article, uh, but I was trying to think the 30 greatest athletes I've seen in my life. And I was going through who the greatest athletes were. There's about 12, 13 people who can make that claim that they're the greatest athlete of this generation. And for me, I was going through and I was going, I don't think I can put anybody ahead of Serena Williams for just from the basis that she won a Grand mm. Slam while pregnant. That to me just concludes that debate yes. once before. Right. You have Mayweather, you have Bo, LeBron, Hamilton, Tiger Woods, uh, Jordan, uh, Simone Biles, Jordan. Like, there's so many people. So, so um, Michael Phelps. So yeah. you have to give. He's he's definitely up there. You can you can have him one to twelve. That's how bad it. That's how deep that list is. He'd be, but, up, you know, there. He'd be up there. He's, he'd he's there. definitely up there. Yeah, he'd be up there, no doubt. How do you I, view? It? I'll, I'll I'll agree with you, Nadim, about them athletes. Some of those athletes that you mentioned. And I think it's difficult to compare to call Tom Brady the greatest athlete if you're comparing him with Bolt or Serena Williams. Those are those are kind of individual sports, Phelps. They're individual sports. Yeah. Um, and it's like it's, it's a lot easier to say I'm the best, and this is all down to me because it is only me. You're not relying. Yeah. No. yeah. When we when we come to when we talk about team sports, however, and this is the ultimate team sport. Yeah. It's hard to win rings in this sport, as we know. The best players don't always win. Best players don't even always get to the playoffs. To, to, to win seven rings in this sport definitely for me puts you in that conversation the best it's hard to win in football man i've seen enough football over just how long we watch it five six years to be like yeah i've seen the best players both two and 14. <laughs> the right. best players don't the best players don't win so i have time um, megatron going yeah. to the hall of fame without making the playoffs exactly we talk, we talk about talent and you see aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers hasn't been back since he won that that yeah. tells you how difficult it is to oh, win man. Mm. Yeah, I'd say the, the what you posed is a better question, Abassi, in terms of um, is he the greatest team sports a- athlete? Um, but um, yeah, I get maybe that's a topic that we can dive into a little bit more down the line. Um, so is he a better I, I, athlete I, 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 than Cam Newton? Is he yeah. what? A better athlete than Cam Newton. Tino, we're not talking about... <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot more to being an athlete than just the physical aspects. you got yeah, the technical aspects, you got the mental aspects... And that's for me. That's what brings yeah, me. Man, I love Cam. You know, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the most. It's one of the most subjective oh, conversations. Man. Like I could, you can make arguments for so many people, yeah. and you'd be right. So it's really just a matter of opinion. No, exactly, exactly. Cam Newton, though, physical specimen, but I don't think he, he, he you know, he can compare to Brady and the other greats in in the other aspects of sports or the game or whatever you want to say. But um, yeah, big, man. I mean, big trouble. Big, big, big yeah, we can talk after the show, <laughs> after the show but we'll leave it there. It's been a good one. Super Bowl reaction from us over at Eyes on the Ball, our NFL show. Get used to these faces. This is the panel. We we will, even though the season is over, we will still be coming, um, dropping episodes for you guys. We're cu- in the process of coming up with a name. We got something in the works. Um, pretty sure that we come to a, a decision, but obviously we're we're trying to sort out the maybe a logo and some branding and stuff like that so we'll get that to you guys but um yeah as i said get used to these faces this is the nfl show at eyes on the ball um this is our first season actually together but listen we're going to be covering the nfl during the season during the off season uh from here moving forward man um before we go uh, let the people know where they can find you man man nadim uh yeah it's my my twitter handle nadim bw uh my Instagram is hard to explain. It's at Nads, so 
don't even look at that one. But just yeah, follow my Twitter, but my blog there, you know, I write for Eyes on the Ball, so you can find me there and you can see my tweets as well. So just yeah, there. Yes, and way on the articles from Nadim. Nadim produces some of the best quality writing I've seen. Um, as I said, Jack of all trades, touches on all sports, so look forward to that. Abassi, we're still waiting on you to jump on the Twitter, bro. But uh, where can they find you, man? This next next week, I have a Twitter handle, but Bassy995 and Insta Twitter handle coming, man. Great to join the show this this end of the season, man. I'm looking forward to, to more episodes. Yeah, no, what, what I will say is listen, just because the season is over, don't mean we're done, man. Like, we got some plans. <laughs> the the job is coming, free agency. Looking forward to it. 100%, 100%. Yeah, we got a lot of plans for the off season, man. Tino, where can the people find you? Bro? Come on, man. I'm everywhere and anywhere. It's the Lion King, Ronald Tino on Twitter right now. Lion King underscore TM. You know, Mr. Timo Tassa. Find me somewhere, man. Let's Let's connect. <laughs> the one and only um, but yeah we'll leave it there man as I said look forward because we have got some juicy content coming for, um, to come in terms of we'll be touching covering the draft and um, Bugs is also a member of the panel and Bugs is locked in on the college sports scene so we've got some draft stuff trade stuff free agency um, storylines around the league um, better have his medal about Justin Herbert you better have his medal really yeah, no, listen, we still we still gotta get together and do our reaction and maybe our own little award ceremony. That's something we gotta do. Cause um the awards the awards have been given. But um, you know, we might do our own little award ceremony. We'll, we'll, that's that's potential. But um yeah, man, listen, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell button, do all of that good stuff for us. Um, yes, yeah, the NFL show from the guys that eyes on the ball. For now, we out. Yes. Hello, people.